And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. 2 Samuel 11.2 Heavenly Father, as I rest in the finished work of your hand, I will not drop my guard, because I am now enjoying a life of abundance as David did. I will remain diligent to continue the disciplines that ensure my success and peace. When entitlement and complacency try to occupy space in my mind and heart, I will be quick to evict them before they do damage to my destiny. When distractions try to entice me, I will not become enamored and emotionally connected because, like Bathsheba, they don't belong in my life. I declare that I am focused on my mission. I declare that I am determined to honor God in all that I do, and I declare that deceit and deception are not chapters in my book called life. Thank you, God, for protecting me from calamity and wrong options. I only want your best for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com David and Bathsheba In our last story, we witnessed the triumph of David over the Syrians and Ammonites, David's bravery and skill was rivaled by no one. He claimed victory after victory in battle and brought Israel into a place of peace with many surrounding nations. Now we see David growing complacent in victory. David lets his guard down, and what happens next in an anchor to David's soul for the rest of his life, as inspired by the book of 2 Samuel. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. 
In our previous reading, we heard of the Ammonite king, Hanun, who disgraced David's men and paid a high price for his abuse. We also saw David's heart of service and kindness to those under his leadership, an attitude that God blessed and always blesses greatly. But even the greatest leaders can fall to temptations when their attention drifts from the calling of God upon their life. And in today's passage, we'll see what happens when David takes his eyes off the vision that God had given him and allows his gaze to settle on a married woman, the wife of one of his mighty men. He will give in to this temptation, and it will change the course of his life forever. So, let's listen to today's reading now. Spring flowers were blooming all throughout the land of Israel. David was walking the courtyards of Jerusalem, turning his face towards the sunlight. He strolled among the city, pleased with himself and the state of his country. Still sore from his battle with the Syrians and content with his work as king, David sent Joab into battle against the Ammonites to finish the job. David remained in the sun, smiling with the foggy mind of a warrior returned home from victory. He napped until the late afternoon. The sun was a few hours from setting, and the evening spring landed gently on his skin like a feather. David arose from his nap and rubbed his eyes. He looked out the east window into the distance, wondering how Joab and his men were doing in battle. He knew that it was a king's duty to go into a battle such as this, However, David felt entitled to some rest. After all, he single-handedly defeated the Syrian general and sent them scattering. David smiled, content with his decision to send his army away. As David was looking out the window, a figure down below caught his eye. David looked closer to see a woman bathing through her window. David watched as water trickled down her intoxicating figure. She was incredibly beautiful and David could not take his eyes off her. David was lost in the moment, admiring her naked body bathing as the sun began to set. David beckoned one of his servants and said, Find out who that is for me. So the servant left for a few moments. Since the woman was close by, it would not be hard to find out which household she was a part of. The servant returned and said, That is Bathsheba. She is the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. David winced in frustration. Uriah was one of David's mighty men. He was loyal, trustworthy, and a noble warrior. David covered his face. He let too many moments go by, enough moments to allow the temptation to poison his blood. David's heart was close enough to God's to know how to flee the situation. He had options. Yet David ignored the spirit within him and said, Send for Bathsheba. Bring her to me. A little under an hour had passed. David was pacing his room in anxious anticipation. Then the door opened slowly. David saw Bathsheba enter in with nobody behind her. He could not take his eyes off her. The two of them spoke for a little while. Beside candlelight, they flirted and whispered to one another. David touched her face, and the two of them began to kiss. The two of them were together all night. Sighs filled the room as David and Bathsheba embraced one another in secret. It was a night of passion, intoxication, and betrayal. A few weeks had passed since that night. David often thought about Bathsheba. He thought about her body, the smell of her hair, and the sound of her breath. 
Yet afterwards David would feel a pang of guilt for the sin he committed. He knew he could not see her again. His men were still at war, slowly defeating the Ammonites, and David remained in the city tending to a few political duties. One afternoon, David was working in his room when the door opened slowly. David looked up and saw Bathsheba poking her head through the door. Surprised and afraid that she would be seen, David quickly had her come in and shut the door. Confused, David greeted her. He wondered if she had come back for another night of passion, or perhaps Uriah had somehow known about them. Bathsheba looked up at David, tears streaming down her cheeks. Her lips quivered as she said, David, I am pregnant. David sprang into action immediately. He knew he could cover up his sin if Uriah would sleep with his wife again. Then Uriah could raise David's child as his own and be unaware of her betrayal. So David sent for Uriah to return from battle. A few days passed, and David was anxious to see Uriah again. The door opened slowly, and Uriah greeted his king with a hug. The two spoke of the war, the state of the men, and how the Ammonites were taking longer to defeat than expected. David smiled at Uriah and said, My friend, you should go home and relax before you return. See your wife, wash your feet, and then rest before leaving. Uriah returned the king's smile. David's stomach turned when he looked at his innocent gaze. Uriah put his fist to his chest and said, The ark of God is still in a tent, and my fellow soldiers are sleeping on the ground beside a battlefield. Shall I go home to sleep with my wife, eat, drink, and lie in a bed? No, I will not do that to them until the battle is won. David did his best not to slap Uriah. His honor was making David's lies more difficult to cover. Very well, David said. At least stay the night here and drink with me. Surely you can do that. Uriah agreed, and David did his best to get Uriah drunk so that he might sleep with his wife. Yet Uriah maintained his composure and his honor. He gave David no choice. The next morning David sent Uriah back to the battle. David also sent word to Joab, saying, Send Uriah to the forefront of the battle. Have him be the spearhead of the army. Draw back just slightly as he goes in so that he dies in battle. Joab had betrayed David before, and David showed him mercy. So Joab did not question David's orders. As Joab and his men were making their final push to besiege the city, Joab sent Uriah to the front to storm the gate. Uriah agreed and roared valiantly. He flung himself into the Ammonite army, expecting his men to be behind him. Instead, they held back for a few moments, and Uriah was overcome by a fury of swords. Bathsheba stood still as a messenger delivered the news that Uriah had been killed. Her knees began to shake, and her eyes began to fog up with tears. Then she crumbled. She wept bitterly on her knees, knowing full well what had transpired. Guilt, grief, and conviction filled her heart. She mourned for weeks. When weeks had passed and the sting of Uriah's death was now a dull pain, David sent for Bathsheba. The two became married, and Bathsheba bore a son. David sighed in relief that his sin had been successfully covered up. However, he overlooked a simple yet frightening truth. God knew. God had called David to be a king of honor and conviction. David's sin would find him out soon enough, and he would be met with God's rebuke, correction, 
and kindness all at once. Today's passage begins with David's army going into battle led by his trusted commander, Joab. As king of Israel, it was David's calling to join his men, leading them in the fight. But he decided to stay in Jerusalem. And with that choice, David opened the door to temptation. 2 Samuel 11 verse 2 records the moment temptation came upon the scene. It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful. Rather than joining his men in the battle where he belonged, David was lounging at home, and he stood atop his house surveying his kingdom and all that he had accomplished, and his eyes began to wander from his God-given purpose. And he began to look with lust upon a woman who was beautiful, enticing, and not his wife. David should have recognized the temptation, the danger of that moment. He should have turned around, walked away, and obeyed God. Instead, he sent his servant to find out who this woman was. Her name was Bathsheba. And not only was she married, but she was the wife of Uriah, one of David's mighty men. So clearly, David is already treading into dangerous territory, and he is in trouble. His complacency and curiosity led him into this situation. Yet there was still time to turn back. David could have walked away from the sexual immorality that was knocking at the door of his life. But sadly, that's not what happened. He sent for Bathsheba to be brought to him, and the two slept together. It wasn't long before David's sin caught up to him. Shortly after their night of infidelity, Bathsheba became pregnant and sent word to the king that she was carrying his child. For some moments of stolen pleasure, David's whole life and even his kingdom was now in jeopardy. If his sin was discovered, David, the mighty godly king, would be disgraced. But instead of owning his mistake, repenting, and showing the nation an example of someone seeking God's forgiveness, David hatched a plan to cover up his sinful deeds. He called for Uriah to be sent home from battle in hopes that the man would sleep with his wife and assume that the baby would be his own baby. Uriah, however, proved more honorable than the king. He refused to go to bed with his wife, knowing that there was a battle to be fought. And despite David's attempts, Uriah never lay with Bathsheba. But now David was in way too deep. He was committed to the lie, to the cover-up. So he concocted an even more devious plan, a deadly plan, one that would break yet another commandment. He sent Uriah back into the battle along with a note to Joab instructing him to place Uriah on the front lines and draw back so that the enemy was sure to kill Uriah. Joab, ever the loyal commander, did as David instructed. Now David was not only guilty of complacency and lust and adultery and dishonesty, he was guilty of murder, all to save his own reputation and to hide his sin. Bathsheba was now a widow, and after her mourning period, David brought her into his home and married her. It seemed to him like he had gotten away with all of this. But God knew. God always knows. And God was deeply grieved by David's sin. And in our next reading, we'll see how God deals with David and how his mercies persist even in the midst of David's sin and its consequences. Dear God, may we always be reminded 
that you have provided a way out of temptation. We ask that you would deliver us from evil and that we would overcome every sinful temptation in our lives. Help us never to cover our sin, but to always turn to you and to seek repentance and forgiveness with you. Thank you for your love and your grace, your mercy, and the power of your cross to change our lives. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I hope you are enjoying it as much as I am. This is Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make prayer the priority in your life. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love. By sharing this podcast, you can make a difference in someone's life. This podcast is being listened to all over the world by millions of people, and we are celebrating the fact that God's Word is being heard. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, I'm here to tell you about UpFaith and Family, the leading streaming service for uplifting entertainment. It's the only place to stream all seasons of the award-winning series Heartland with exclusive content you won't see anywhere else. Binge all of the past seasons and don't miss the season 17 of Heartland and stream a new episode weekly. Dive into the warmth of Heartland and let UpFaith and Family be your go-to service for all things uplifting. Start your free trial today. Go to UpFaithandFamily.com for your free trial. UpFaithandFamily.com.